1: This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast on a Tuesday. I'm James Rapine. Thank you for making us part of your day. A lot to get to in this show, including A.J. McCarron. I want to discuss A.J. McCarron in a few minutes Um, on Twitter. At James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. If you're new to the podcast, it's simple. We talk Bengals every single day here, Monday through Friday. Also, LockedOnBengals.com, where there are written words... From our staff and team of writers, including myself, you can check that out. You can subscribe to the podcast, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, wherever you get your podcast. tune in. We're there, iTunes, so make sure you check it out, Locked on Bengals.com as well. And I, I want to start, because yesterday a report came out, and uh, it, it was in Peter King's Monday morning quarterback, and I'm reading it, just getting up to date with all these different things, and... Naturally, when you see A.J. McCarron, you see the Browns, you want to read about it. And here's Peter King yesterday. He says, This comes from an executive with a historically uh, reliable ear to the ground. Cleveland, with four picks in the top 35 of the draft, is still exceedingly interested in signing free agent quarterback A.J. McCarron after the trade deadline debacle last fall. And then backstopping him with a rookie quarterback in the draft. I'm hearing that's Coach Hugh Jackson's preference, having Coach McCarron in Cincinnati as the Bengals' offensive coordinator. It's interesting. Outside of Cleveland. Outside of Cleveland. Anyone really bringing in McCarron? Now, I get it. You can throw out, well, yeah, Denver said they were interested. Yeah, uh, Arizona certainly interested. Buffalo. And you could just go on and on and on and on and on. But ultimately, I look at A.J. McCarron, and I think he needs Hugh Jackson to want him more than anything. Because if the Bills, let's say the Bills move on from Tyrod Taylor. I could see Hugh Jackson wanting Tyrod over A.J. McCarron. He's more proven, not as familiar with him. But he's a guy that can run in Hughes offense, throw the deep ball in Hugh's offense. It, it's one of those things. And that's where I'm coming to. This is my point here. I certainly believe the Bengals should have traded A.J. McCarron. They clearly overvalued him way too much. And I mean way too much. I get it. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. He was so good. It's about coaching. With a guy like that, like, like the Nick Foles of the world, the A.J. McCarrens of the world, you know what they are? They're expendable. And they get elevated. Nick Foles wasn't close to anything. Literally, he was just bad. When he was with the Rams. And it's turned Jeff Fisher into a punchline. And fine, you could turn Jeff Fisher into a punchline. But part of it is because he's a defensive coach and Nick Foles couldn't elevate anyone. Nick Foles isn't elevating. And yet, someone in the NFL offered the Eagles a second round pick, a team in the AFC, according to reports. There's no way in hell I would give up a second round pick for Nick Foles. None. On a one year contract, I've seen what he is. He's a backup. Nick Foles is a backup. Did he play great for five games? Sure. Absolutely. That's not what I'm rolling with when you have a great coach and a great weapons and great defense and everything's really nice and cushy around you. That's why I'm so critical of Andy Dalton because he cannot elevate. A.J. McCarron is in that group. He's in that that level. He's the guy that needs to go to the nice, cushy landing spot, and I don't think that's there. Even in Cleveland, depending on what they do this offseason, you think A.J. McCarron's going to get more than six starts, seven starts, eight starts, and then Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen or Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield, heck, Lamar Jackson, one of those guys is going to take his job. That's what's going to happen if he signs with Cleveland. I would be absolutely floored. Floored, surprised, shocked. There'd be awe in the air if AJ McCarron went to Cleveland. He started all 16 games and they actually won six of them, won seven of them, won eight of them. Now, I think Cleveland's roster will certainly be much better than it was last year. They have six picks in the first 60 something. They can trade up, they can trade for veterans, they have cap space, they can go after free agents. Yada, yada, yada. I think the roster will be an upgrade. I think that's that's the difference. That's why they kept Hugh Jackson around. But ultimately, A.J. McCarron starting quarterback in the NFL? I don't think it's going to happen for more than eight or nine games. Because Cleveland seems like the landing spot. Sounds like Kirk Cousins is going to get offered three years, $91 million from the Vikings, all guaranteed, according to a report. That would be insane. In a good way, it could set a really good precedent because I want players to get paid. But yeah, McCarron, you're really buying in? You're really buying in? I just, I don't see it, man. I don't see six teams beating down A.J. McCarron's door. One's going to go get Keenum. One's going to go get Cousins. One's going to go get Bridgewater. Maybe one's going to go get Tyrod Taylor. And then all of a sudden, team gone, team gone, team gone, team gone. Team gone. Then where does A.J. McCarron fit? I'll tell you right now, I would take Teddy Bridgewater over A.J. McCarron as a starter. Done. Case Keenum? Probably yes. Nick Foles? Hell no, I'm not trading for him. (laughs) That's just, and this isn't me crapping on A.J. McCarron. I just think about it, and if if the only landing spot is Cleveland, that dude's going to start like eight games, and that's it. And do you think Cleveland's going to pay him big money to do that? So if that happens, will there still be the, oh, yeah, A.J. McCarron should start for the Bengals? Because I was on that train at times last year just to see what he had, but I do think I know what he is. I wasn't expecting him to be amazing. And maybe he is. Maybe he does go there. Maybe he proves me wrong. He goes to Cleveland, and he throws the Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman and David Njoku and the running back they draft and a free agent wide receiver, another receiver they get, and all of a sudden – Things are rosy, and they win seven or eight games. Maybe I'm dead wrong. That'd be great. I would love for that to happen for A.J. McCarron. But you know how hard it is to do that in Cleveland? I don't know. I just don't know if I see it. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com, where Solomon Tentman has his latest prospect spotlight. Uh, Looks at Alabama linebacker Rashawn Evans. And he's going to do some more of this before he dives into quarterbacks. He's going to look at Georgia guard Isaiah Wynn, who I think should be in play for the Bengals at 12. By the way, Joe Goodberry will be on this show. Joe of the Athletic will join me Thursday afternoon here on the Locked On Bengals podcast.
0: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Joe Goodberry will be on this podcast Thursday. Going to try to get Solomon Tetman on either today or today, tomorrow or Friday. His prospect spotlights at LockedOnBengals.com are worth reading. Look, he's a former college linebacker, played linebacker his whole life. Really good insight there in the linebacking group. Also looked at offensive linemen. He's going to look at one more OL, and we could talk about both of those positions. We're going to talk about offensive linemen with Joe Goodberry on Thursday's podcast and really start to dive in now to the draft. Really look full steam ahead. Draft, prospects, ideas, thoughts, and uh, I'm ready for it. This offseason is one that I admittedly have been more focused on free agency. Admittedly. And you could tell that in my offseason plan. I will have a mock draft up at LockedOnBengals.com, hopefully by Thursday. The goal is to get it out this week. And the, the draft, we're going to go full-blown draft here because the more I hear, the more I see, the more I put my ear to the ground, I don't know if the Bengals are going to pay attention to my offseason plan. The thing that they should be paying attention to, damn it, not because I'm smart, but because I think it would help them a lot. And I think you'd think the same. If you missed it, check it out, LockedOnBengals.com. I also tweeted it out earlier today. At locked on Bengals. Um, Kirk Cousins set to get three years, $91 million. And um, th- that coming from the Vikings, there's a report that the Vikings will offer him that. So let's say the Vikings do, and I think they're his top suitor. They're the best team that wants him. Let's say they do that. The Bengals will have paid. They have three more years left on Andy's deal. They signed Andy to a six year, $96 million deal. So six years for Andy at 96 or three of Kirk for 91. And I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, I want the Bengals to take that savings that Andy Dalton is giving them because I think they're close to the same quarterback and use it and use it. Like, I'm not trying to beat the dead horse. I'm really not, and I'm sorry, but I'm a little frustrated here because I've had Jeff Hobson on. I've had Paul Daner Jr. on. I'm hearing all this stuff, and you've heard it too if you've listened to these podcasts within the last week. And I keep hearing how second-tier free agents, um, maybe there's not linemen out there. There are linemen out there that can help this team. Center, go get one. Right tackle slash guard, go get one. That's just it. It's not going to cost you crazy amounts of money they are proposed deals in my off plan. The money is, is detailed in my off plan for guys like Cameron Fleming. Tackles that could help the Bengals. And, heck, Cameron Fleming's in New England. He played right tackle. There's an idea that he could be even a left tackle for the Patriots next year. Pay him, Bengals. Go get him the moment free agency starts. Instead, I got Jeff Hobson saying, yeah, second week, third week, maybe they'll get someone. No. Your quarterback, who you believe in, and that's neither here nor there. Look, the Bengals believe in Andy Dalton. Doesn't mean I necessarily do. You don't necessarily have to. The Bengals are buying into Andy Dalton. Fine. Protect him. Use the assets that he's given you, which is a friendly, a team-friendly deal, and use them to protect him. I think we can all agree with that. I think we can all agree with that. So, yes, I'm going to have Joe Goodberry on to talk about offensive linemen on Thursday. But by God, if if they don't address any of the needs as far as line goes and free agency with a competent offensive lineman, competent guy, someone who can be there and do his job well, then I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to buy into a bunch of rookies on the line. Even John Ross. Say what you want about him last year. I bought into him. That was in a complimentary role. I I didn't expect him to have 80 catches last year. Expected him to be a compliment on the offense, a deep threat. He didn't stay healthy. I don't like my rookies having to do a ton. Even Joe Mixon, he was surefire, right? Wasn't one of the best rookie running backs. He was good, but he wasn't in the top rookie running back. So it'll be interesting. It'll certainly be interesting. We'll keep our eyes to eyes and ears on what the Browns do. Because if the Browns sign A.J. McCarron, that's one of the interesting storylines of the offseason. I do know for a fact A.J. wanted the trade. A.J. wanted to go to Cleveland during the trade deadline. I, I heard it from him. <laughs> I asked him straight up. And he's said it since, so I feel comfortable saying that. And if he does go to Cleveland, I want him to have success. It just It'll be interesting to see if he does. That's a lot to overcome. That is a lot to overcome in Cleveland. But, yeah, Bengals, hey, listen. This is actually, we'll do this. Let's get the music up here. All right, let's get the music up here. There we go. There's the music. Dear Mike Brown, dear Duke Tobin, dear Marvin Lewis, you have money to spend. I get it. $35 million, you you apply some of that to the rookie pool, you apply some of that to current free agents you want to extend. But may you have the foresight, the intuition, the thought to move on from some veterans. And given the bargain that Andy Dalton has given you, considering the quarterback market in the NFL and what quarterbacks are making in the free agent market, I think it would be best in his interest and yours to sign multiple free agent offensive linemen. The cap has gone up. And with the rollover, the cap this year is 178 million. They roll over another 10 million. The Bengals have cap. They can go after some linemen that can help them. Hey, Mike. Hey, Marv. Hey, Duke. Do it, Marvin. Don't forget what you told me. You said if there's free agents available that can help, you guys would make a run at them. I played that last week on the podcast. Don't forget that. You think they'll listen? And if you need linemen, you need advice on who to get. Check out my offseason plan plan, LockedOnBengals.com. Thank you so much for listening. Back at it tomorrow, Joe Goodberry, Thursday, Solomon Tentman. Either tomorrow or Friday for him. Have a great day. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com and be ready because you know what's going to happen. My mock draft is going to be unveiled soon. Post-Combine Mock 2.0. I had one about a month ago. We'll get to another one here shortly. Until then, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.